Welcome to another episode of the Independent Grind Podcast, a conversation about the independent coffee shop and why we love her. For those joining us for the first time, wherever you are and however you are listening, welcome. This week should be awfully spicy, pun very much intended, as the show returns to Atlanta for Matthew's review of Southern Roots Spice Shop, also known locally as SRS. A lot to look forward to in this episode. We'll even feature a few real-time interviews with the coffee shop owner. I've already listened to some of the sound bites for Matthew's time at SRS, and man, there is nothing quite like the rush of excitement I get from some good, old-fashioned, boots-on-the-ground journalism. So well done, my friend. Uh, Matthew also told me that he will have some cooking advice for our listeners, absolutely for free at no additional cost to you today. And if I'm honest, I suspect he's just plotting another way to tell the world about his quote-unquote lifestyle change thanks to his Whole30 diet that has now become a paradigm shift in his life. Uh, Matthew, how, how did I do? Pretty good plug. <laughs> I mean, just coming out from the cheap seats early on. <laughs> There's no, pretty, uh, no need for that. I'm pretty excited. Well, we did have some a listener email us. It was kind of like, hey, you know, you keep alluding to Matthew's diet. I guess people don't, maybe people haven't joined us since the first episode. You did the Whole30 and then you stuck with the Whole30 and you love to shoehorn that in there as much as you possibly can. Yeah, I'm afraid that was probably sarcasm from that listener because... There, if you've listened to this podcast at any episode for more than 10 seconds, you probably know I'm on Whole30. I want everyone to know that I'm proudly anti-30, anti-Whole30. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a head cold and can't even really taste, and yet I'm, I'm eating donuts and as much bread as possible. I can't imagine going 30 days without having bread. I am eating healthier bread. Uh, I'm having, shameless plug for, well, you actually recommended this for you, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm coming back on what I said. Uh, Mike's, uh, oh, what's it called? Dave's, Dave's. Dave's Killer Bread. Dave's uh, Killer Bread. Really once good. Again, once again, just offering free ads in the wind. All right, enough of free ads. Let's get into the review. Today's coffee shop in the spotlight is Southern Roots Spice Shop, also known as SRS. It's located in Atlanta on the northeast side of the city, and it's actually brand new as of this year. It's located in an area that um, actually there's really not any good coffee shops around, which is it's surprising given the size of Atlanta. You'd think there's good coffee shops in every street corner. There's not. Um, so was really excited about going into SRS because A, it's relatively new. We can get the word out on them. And B they're meeting a need in their community. So for most of our listeners, I can guarantee that you've never been to a coffee shop like this. It's half coffee cafe, half spice shop, a really interesting cross-section between the world of spice and the world of coffee. And honestly, I guess it does make sense when you think about it, because as one of the owners reminded me during my visit, uh, coffee actually is a spice. So news flash on that one. <laughs> oh, I can, I can picture it. Uh, but go ahead, go ahead and take us there. Walk us through uh, where we're headed. Yeah, so on the outside, really unassuming exterior, whitewashed storefront. The only windows that they have are covered by a graphic design, so you can't see inside. It's on a pretty busy street, Claremont Road, right by PDK Airport. And some of our listeners, they might drive by it every day without even knowing there's a coffee shop there. But as unmemorable as the outside is, the inside is just the opposite. Uh, some of our Instagram followers, they will have seen the picture of the chandelier of trumpets that hangs in the coffee cafe. 
It greets you right as you walk in. The back half of the room, that's where the spice shop is. And the walls there, they're just covered in spices uh, on two different sides. There's a long table set with China for different tasting events. Very interesting dichotomy because it's split right down the middle between the coffee shop and the spice shop. As I do with most of my reviews, I'd like to focus on three areas, the menu, the ambiance, and the story. And this is a coffee shop podcast, first and foremost, so my review will be specific to the coffee cafe. However, I'm excited to talk about the spice shop when we get to the story and look at how the owners have integrated the two parts of the business together. So talking menu, as many of our listeners know, I am a faithful member of the hot chocolate community. Today, I'm going to attempt to bring the coffee and hot chocolate communities together with my review of SRS's Mocha Latte. I don't know any single, I don't know a single serious coffee drinker who will listen to that and, and be able to keep a straight face, but uh, here I am, and I consider myself a serious black coffee drinker listening, so I guess you got one. Continue. A serious, first of all, a serious black coffee drinker who regularly drinks pumpkin spice lattes. So it's seasonal. It's a seasonal thing. In October and like parts of November, I drink pumpkin spice latte. And, just means and mo- mocha has espresso. So I don't know what the big deal is. We're just cutting our coffee with chocolate. It's the premier way to do it. So as far as the mocha went, early on, I have to be objective. The first few sips, not as chocolatey as my sweet tooth craved. But I will say this. The last sips were much stronger and more potent than the first, which is a huge plus in favor of it because I don't care what beverage it is. I want a drink that finishes strong. You know, you, you, don't, you don't want a mocha that pulls a hammy in the last 50 meters and is limping across the finish line. You want one that's sprinting through the finish line. And with SRS Mocha, I got that. Another side note that's not a little tangential to the actual drink, the barista asked for my choice in milk. And I think this is a a small touch, but it's really important. If there are any aspiring baristas listening, always ask your customer about their dairy preference. What what is your dairy preference? Are you a skim guy, whole guy, 2%? Skim? You think I'm a skim guy? I'm asking. I don't know. (laughs) Don't attack me. I want all all the fat. Give me whole, baby. Man, uh, the hot chocolate community can be so abrasive. For such a, for a group with such a sweet tooth, I, it's we we are it's defensive aggression. We were not well, the original aggressor. It's hard. There's an old saying: it's hard to be persuasive when you're being abrasive. Just remember that. That's for free. <laughs> a couple more notes on the mocha. The texture very smooth, full bodied. I could full almost body. wrap. Full-bodied. I, I could almost wrap my arms around it. It was so big. Okay, I, it pains me to to lend you any credibility because you can be kind of pretentious about your hot chocolate mocha, uh, hot chocolate community. But you do have some credibility here. You've sent me some pictures before when you're working on like your Saturday morning mocha, like the one time of the week where you treat yourself. You got your spread. You got all your ingredients out, and you like you know how to make a mocha. So take our listeners real quick. Take just 15 seconds and like walk them through how you make your mocha because you actually do kind of get the process. And I got to hand it to you. First off, I mean, thank you. This is an unexpected softball. I mean, truly, I didn't. Just answer the question. 
So basically, I mean, there's four main players plus a, a fifth. You know, we'll call you know it's a round out a starting lineup, but one of the players I would call uh, non-essential in this. We have lactose-free whole milk. Any brand will do. We have chocolate sauce from a corporate conglomerate that I'd rather not name. We have Italian sweet cream, coffee of your choice, and then the one the one player who's kind of a bench player, but he made his way into the starting lineup is whipped cream because let's be honest, it's 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 an indulgement, but it makes it a lot better. You can put whipped cream on anything. It's awesome. Anything. Last thing on the mocha that I'll add is that the foam on top, great touch, something that the professional shops can do that I cannot do. And on on top of the foam at SRS, they added red peppercorn flakes. So huge bonus of being at a spice shop. Yeah, only get that at a coffee shop that doubles as a spice shop. Love that. Um, all right, give us a couple more quick hitters on just the menu, SRS menu. Well, for, for your edification, I'll let you know they have a pumpkin spice latte, so you don't have to struggle through black coffee here. <laughs> a few weekend desserts. Uh, they, I think they rotate them. The specialty desserts that they had when I was there were carrot cake and honey bun cake. And then finally to round it out, uh, because I guess that some people that listen to our podcast might drink coffee, I will give a rundown of the coffee menu. That's you're you're too kind. <laughs> no, I I kid I kid. I'm actually really excited about their coffee menu, um, and just the the roast that they get. I talked to both the owners about it. And it's some pretty cool stuff. They've chosen to go with um, a roaster who air roast instead of fire roast, and so that led into an interesting discussion. Talked to them about why they chose to go with a supplier who. Uh, roast in small batches, no more than nine pounds. And like I said, air roast instead of fire roast. And we talked about how when you fire roast in mass, some of the beans get burned and the coffee's almost always left with a bitter taste. And that name, the, the corporate monster, which shall remain nameless, which we all know, that's exactly how their coffee tastes. Another- all right, so I see some, there's some cool names here on their menu. Uh, and they look like... It looks like their names maybe even locally inspired. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the coffee the coffee menu itself has southern roots buried in the names. So very a great local touch there. Their medium roast is the 404. Any of our Atlanta listeners will of course know uh, the reference there. Their dark roast is the deep south, and then they have a new roast which sounds really good. I didn't get to taste it. Would love to taste it the next time I'm there. Supposed to be really rich and smooth. It's called the 1865, the year the slaves were emancipated in the South. I don't think I've ever been to a coffee shop like you're describing, and it seems like a really interesting vibe. Uh, I'm guessing it's not the sort of place you want to take your laptop and work, though. You were right about that. Not a lot of outlets. Seating, definitely not designed for people working on their laptops. but. Let's be honest, and let's call a spade a spade. You should not go to a speakeasy-themed coffee shop with any intention of doing work. All right, let's talk about the music. Absolutely. So I went there on a Saturday, as I said, stayed for several hours. I'm not going to lie. I have been to higher character coffee shops as far as playlists goes. I've also been to lower character coffee shops. 
let's just call it right in between. Playlist integrity was moderate. The knock against SRS's music was that all of the artists they played were definitely well-known. I'm thinking Nora Jones, Adele, Christina Perry, and others in that genre. And they were definitely cycling through a popular playlist. I think they had outsourced it to Spotify. But that said, the music melded extremely well with the environment. And most importantly, it was consistent. Consistency is key, as we've touched on before. And all of the songs, when I'm thinking about it, they were all slow tempo and really easy listening. So when I walked in, very similar vibe to when I walked out. So that's a really huge plus. All in all, good stuff uh, as far as playlist integrity. All right, I'm excited. Let's get to the story. Take us there. Tell us about SRS's story, their owners. I know you got to sit down and visit with them and get to ask them some questions. So I'm really eager to hear about this. The more we do these reviews, the more I realize how the stories behind these shops, that's the reason why this podcast is worth doing. The menu and the ambiance of a shop, those are things that smart people sitting around in a boardroom can figure out. But you can't fabricate the owner being in the store every day. Or you can't manufacture just that connection that we've already talked about between the store and the community. And that's why there's something powerful and unique about going through this this journey of uncovering the story behind these local businesses. So talking story, Southern Root Spice, it's the brainchild of Todd McKinley. And together with his partner, Lynn Brooks, he's created a unique combination between coffee and spice. And it's given him a way to connect his passion for spice and seasoning with the community. And it was actually during the pandemic of all times when the economy had come to a halt and they were facing some job uncertainty that Todd and Lynn finally took the leap of faith and launched Southern Root Spice Shop. Up until this point, I've talked a lot about the coffee shop, but the spice shop is really what makes the experience unique because it's where patrons can wander around after getting coffee. They can scan through the, the two massive walls of spices and blends. And if they want to talk to Todd and ask him questions, they can. While I was there, I watched Todd interact with several customers, ask them what they were looking for and why they were looking for it, what they needed seasonings for. And it was really interesting. That was quite honestly worth the price of admission just for me to, to watch him work with them. I'm always interested about what motivates people to start a business because you know that, you know, not 10 times out of 10, when you start a business, you've got to roll your sleeves up and be there every day. So there's got to be a level of passion and desire. It's not just an investment, especially with, especially when you get into the coffee shop world. Um, so I was really excited about this episode when you told me that you had a chance to sit down with uh, the founders. Absolutely. It was a ton of fun getting to interview them, and I hope that some of their responses will resonate with our listeners. All right, well, let's go ahead and before we jump in and play this first clip, Matthew, can you give us some context as what we're going to be listening to with this first soundbite? I asked Todd why he wanted to combine a coffee cafe with a spice shop, and here's his response. Coffee is spice. 
you know, so the connection is I'm waking up all your senses. You know, mm-hmm. you're having opportunity to not only try my blends, but custom artesian design teas as well as these delicious coffee beans. So for me, that made was a great business connection mm-hmm. because it's all the, you know, flavors, you know, coffee, it, it, you know, it really is a spice. Yeah. And the way we use it is similar in the way we use other spices to really drain out what we love about it, you know, the dark richness of it. So for me, it was like that was easy. That was easy, uh, smart for me to tie the two together. This one's my personal favorite. I told Todd about our chain endangerment concerns with independent coffee shops. And at first, he did laugh because I don't think he thought I was serious. (laughs) But eventually, we ended up having a, a pretty interesting conversation about how to responsibly expand and what that looks like. When you think of scale up, you know, I guess you're saying, how do you recreate the same kind of vibe or how do you do it? Yeah. So I have thought about like the next phase, like what does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it quite this vast. I see them more as like um, pop-up type stores where maybe my level twos and level three, but we're talking spices, okay? Yeah. When I think coffee cafe, I do think of uh, communities where maybe they don't have a, a coffee cafe that has kind of this vibe. I want to keep, no matter where I go, I want to kind of recreate this kind of energy, meaning a theme that people can kind of relate to in some way. Like people come in here and they go, oh my God, this feels so cozy. It feels like home to some, it's supposed to feel like a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. So guys kind of get it right away, but women yeah, feel yeah. very comfort. They find it a very comforting space. And here's Todd's answer to the last question I asked him. What is one piece of seasoning advice you would give to a novice like myself? I would give people advice. It's all trial and error. But make sure whatever you're doing, you measure it. Because you can't repeat it if you yeah. don't measure it. So, you, so when you're making a coffee drink or whether you're making a spice, it's a spoon of this. and it's, I always start with a spoon of something as I'm building. And, then yeah, I'm, yeah. and I'm writing it down because then I'm expanding that into cups and then pounds and blah, blah. I did like that sign over there that says, when baking, follow directions. When cooking, obey your own taste. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know what people have a habit of doing? Um, we have a habit when we're seasoning. We season, and then we taste the food. Okay, and then we're like, okay, I guess that tastes right, right? And then, Or maybe we'll add a little more. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, taste your blend first. So you get the flavor that you want. Then you have your food rise up to uh, that that's, that's flavor. A, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, that's why I do tastings. Rise it up to that initial taste. Yeah. All right, that brings us to the close of the interview. Matthew, great job. Really nice addition having the sound bites. Anytime we can sit down with or pick the brain of a barista, a founder, an owner, I think it really adds a lot. So I enjoyed that. I'm sure our listeners did as well. Let's round out the interview uh, or let's round out the review with uh, a final segment of a few shots of espresso. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. One, what do you think Todd's favorite spice is? I am going to say red misu because we talked about it and he was raving about how you could put it on everything. And I, I've, I've definitely had red misu before. I just didn't know it because I think it's in stir fry. But yeah, he said you can just literally anything that you're roasting, anything that you're making, you can throw red misu on. Number two, if you could play any jazz instrument, what would it be? It's really difficult for me not to say trumpet. And I promise you it's not just because trumpets are on my mind because we were talking about that chandelier. It's honestly because Louis Armstrong is just an absolute boss. All right. That is a wrap for the review. 
Hope all our listeners will go visit SRS next time. They have a chance in there in the Atlanta area. Uh, to close out this episode of the podcast, let's go ahead and transition to our personal favorite segment, the mailbag, where we get to hear from you guys. Matthew, you take the first question. David writes us, first time reaching out about the show, and might I say what a massive fan I am. Kudos, David. He continues, like you guys, I find myself in support of the independent coffee shop. My fear is that too many people are missing out on the best parts of coffee due to preconceived notions about coffee, coffee acidity, bitterness, and yes, coffee flavoring. Matthew, you mentioned coffee tasting notes in episode seven. Flavored coffee is not, not bolded, equal in quality or taste to tasting notes. Well, I'm just going to step aside because this is not in reference to me. I'm going to let you <laughs> answer, John. Yeah, I'm going to have to issue a mea culpa there. That's on me from the last episode. Uh, got a little ahead of my skis, but I'm learning. I'm coachable. We had some people, nice folks, reach out to the podcast via email. Had our friend Will reach out with a nice informative text message. Uh, so, yeah, uh, tasting notes and flavor coffee are, are not the same thing. Got it. We're better for it. Now we have our question of the week. As Todd reminded me, coffee is a spice. So to all of our listeners, we want to know if you have any good recipes that incorporate coffee as a spice. And I suppose if anyone has a good coffee cake recipe, yank my chain, why don't you send it our way? Um, you can email us at yourindependentgrind at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. All right, time to give out the Grinder of the Week Award. Our Grinder of the Week Award goes to Joe, a barista at Ground and Pound, which, if you recall, was featured on episode number seven. Here's what Joe had to say about tasting notes in Matthew's coffee. In the coffee you tried, the tasting notes were strawberry, cane sugar, and stone fruit. This basically means that even though you're drinking a black coffee, you might have a hint of those flavors while you're drinking the cup. There are no sugars added to the blends, it just helps people like you when you're choosing which pour over you'd like to choose. Choose one that has a sweeter note at the end, as some coffees can have a more acidic taste, can be bolder, etc. It definitely is not a flavored coffee, as there are no syrups or add-ins. Here's a part I really love. Joe gave us a coffee shop recommendation. So folks in the South Carolina area, Leopard Forest Coffee in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, just outside of Greenville. Uh, highly recommend it. We love it when people introduce us to new independent coffee shops. So Joe... Thank you for your hard work at Ground and Pound. And we hope you enjoy this Grinder of the Week award. Keep grinding. That is a wrap for this edition of the Independent Grind podcast. We hope you had as much fun as we did, and we will see you next week. New episodes drop every Tuesday morning. Give us a follow on Instagram, your independent grind, all one word. And as always, email us any of your questions and thoughts to yourindependentgrind at gmail.com. Until we meet again, sip local and tip well.